Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I should preface this conversation by saying we are in week two of quarantine on the coronavirus. I think I'm actually in week three, but for most people, they're in week two. So if the audio quality is a little bit different than you're used to, please bear with us as we try to navigate new technologies. (coughs) Sorry, Josie, hold on. As we try to navigate new technologies moving forward, the Makers of Minnesota is an opportunity for us to talk to cool people in our state that are doing cool things. And I have an artist to talk to today, which makes me very happy because I think in times like this, art is something that can give us a respite and bring us together. My guest today is Josie Lewis from Josie Lewis Art. Hi, Josie. Hi. Thanks Thanks for for being with us today. Yeah, it's been um, a little technologically challenging, so I appreciate your patience. Everybody's learning new stuff. Um, How long have you been quarantined at this point, Josie? Um, I saw a meme the other day that said, wow, what a year this week has been. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's kind of what it feels like. But I, yeah, I'd say, let's see, my daughter had spring break before all of this started. Oh, wow. And then it just segued into, you know, no school. So I guess this is the start of the third week for me. Yeah, me too. If I count spring break as, you know, kind of the the, the runner up <laughs> when everybody was like starting to get worried. I mean, it's yes. a crazy time. Yes. Crazy time. Yep. So as an artist, I would assume you, do you work from home or do you work from a studio? How do you produce your art currently? Yeah. So I have a home studio, which has always been my preference. And I actually am just in the concluding phases of a big studio renovation. So I've been, you know, in the last weeks, I've been just trying to put my studio back together basically and it's and it's from home so it works it works fairly well. Yeah. So you're kind of used to working from home as it were, although I'm sure the distractions of kids and life and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. It it actually, you know, really materially my life hasn't changed that much besides the addition of a 7-year-old and a full-grown human man, my husband who is working from home as well. Yep. So that changes things a little the the dynamic is a little bit different, but really um it, you know it's the same for me. Not too different. So one thing that I really liked about you besides your art, because I think I first discovered you on Instagram, is you have taken this position of trying to help other artists in figuring out how to market their art. And that's really interesting to me. How did you sort of decide to take on that persona or was, had you done public speaking or how did you get into that world of helping other artists market their work? Because so many artists, it's kind of a personal thing. They maybe are very introverted. Doing sales of their art is just not something that they're super comfortable with. So that really intrigued me when I saw your site that you do almost as much work evangelizing for artists as you do creating it yourself. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that term evangelizing because that's I, I that's how I feel. I feel like I'm um I my mission these days and especially now is um for to help artists and creatives. It, it's a pretty big bucket. You know, it includes it, you know, would for sure even include just your general small business yeah. owner because everything that we do as small business owners has to be creative. So uh, and then in this global world with the online um, resources that we have, I just think everybody should 
avail themselves of every tool that we have at our disposal. And I want to help. I really want to help people do it. And uh, so that's been this uh, kind of an evolving mission because I started out, you know, I was a declared artist in my teens and my dad is an artist. And then I went to art school and then I went to grad school. I got to the University of Minnesota and all of that, you know, I'm old enough that I've been on the cusp of the, the internet, you know, renaissance because I remember getting my first email account at 21 or something, you know, like it was like, what is this? What is this strange thing? You know? And, um, and then even in grad school, it was all brick and mortar. It was all, you know, it was artists had to use the, um, the available, uh, I guess methods to get their work out there, which had to do with galleries and museums. And, um, it was all real life stuff you know, like, you know, in person, which is, is amazing. And we are always going to want to see art in real life. Like that's never going to change. It's really important to be able to see it and, to, and certainly to be able to purchase it when we're looking at the piece of art in, in person, you know, but um, there's been this, this huge transformation of like, just, uh, you know, our, our available market went from, you know, a couple thousand in our hometown to 7 billion, you know? Yeah. And, and it so, is, it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Are you selling like you do a lot on Instagram? You're very active there. Do you sell art right off of Instagram? I, uh, I, I find, um, you know, this is like just my own experience as I've been navigating, uh, these waters is that I find the, the best, the best thing that Instagram does for me is to provide kind of like a handshake and, uh, to start a relationship with someone who, you know, like r- happens upon me because of, you know, my videos, I make these um, process videos of my work. So yep. people can watch, watch these videos of me making a painting that are hyperlapsed, you know, so there it's a, it's an hour, the painting took me an hour, but I speed it down to 30 seconds or something. And then, so then that's kind of what my claim to fame sort of on the internet. I've had more than a billion of views of those yep. speedy paintings. Um, and uh, and then I, you know, then my my goal is always to pull them to my website. And then the goal of my website is to pull their emails so that I can have a more reliable connection with the people that, you know, are fans. And social media does not provide that reliable connection. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a it's a great tool, but it's not the way to keep in touch. And I and I don't find that when I'm actually selling a product that just, you know, throwing a shout out on social media drives a lot of sales, but my email list sure does. Let's talk about that because I think that Mm -hmm. that's probably surprising for people that we're back Mm -hmm. to email marketing, but you're not alone in the thinking there that these are your, we call them P1s in the radio business. These are your number one fans. These are people that you can get into their homes every single week. And yet for me personally, with my content, I spend very little time actually on my email marketing newsletters. And what I'm hearing you say is that's a mistake. Yeah, my own experience and just what I'm, I do a lot of reading and research and my own experience and and my research tells me that those emails you know, the, the people that are on my email list are, are worth just cash money. 
And I absolutely have learned that I can't rely on the algorithm in whatever, you know, social media platform that you're on um, to to drive sales or to drive visits. I mean, Facebook has changed. Instagram changes. There's, you know, there's new platforms. Everything is always in this constant state of revolution which is fine and great. Um, but it, but it's, you know, it, I mean, I, people talk about the, uh, the, the big change that Facebook did. And I don't know, it was like 2015 maybe or 16 when they just like, were like, sorry, no one's going to see your stuff now. (laughs) It's over. It's over. You know, like people had hundreds of thousands or millions even of, um, followers that just now 2% of them would see their posts. And, uh, and, and that's their prerogative. They can do that anytime, but we, you know, we don't want to have all our eggs in that basket. Right. So, you know, really my goal now for years has been to pull people into my, into my list because then, you know, they can unsubscribe, which is fine. I don't want, I don't want people on my list that don't want to be there, you know? Um, but that means that if Instagram stops showing my work to them, which happens all the time, uh, then I still have a way to reach out and be like, hey, I'm still making, I'm still making stuff. I still have free content. I still have cool stuff available for sale, you know. And it, and it really, um, it, it it's a big, big uh, generator for me for for energy and also for value exchange of people buying stuff. So when you think about your daily work life, what uh, percentage of your daily work life is spent making art versus making marketing to promote the art? Yeah. So, so I, I think I'm in like a pivot at the moment. I probably for the last year because I, um, I'll tell a little bit of my personal story. Yeah. I, you know, I went through grad school and then I was just doing all the things, you know, doing my exhibitions and getting grants and selling art, but in the, in the brick and mortar world. Um, And then uh, I married later in my life. I was in my mid thirties and right away we had a baby. So that was like, you know, a big change in my life. Our, Our little Gigi, who's now seven. And we decided to try to have a second child and I was unable, like I, I had a lot of losses, multiple miscarriages and, a, and at around that time too, a full-time, a full-term stillbirth, mm-hmm. which was, uh, so you know, sorry. incredibly, it was very difficult, you know, yeah. very devastating time and kind of congruently with that time. Um, and, you know, all these things are intertwined. Of course, I was, I had a toddler and, you know, a husband and everything in my life had changed. And then I was going through the weed whipper as far as fertility and losses and health issues. And I mean, it was very, very difficult. Yeah. And I also was not feeling like super jazzed about my art career, you know, like I was doing all the things, but I didn't really feel like I had a real solid community. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. That was really, you know, I was just kind of like, I don't think I found my people. And so there was a point there around the time that I decided you know, my husband and I were like, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> like, We're not going to, we're not going to try to have a baby anymore. Cause I, it was just too many losses. And at that point I was about 40. So it was like, okay, let's, let's call it, you know, we're calling it, we're done. And then I also was like, and maybe I won't be an artist either. Like I knew I was a creative person, but I thought, I think this is just, isn't working. I'm going to, I'm going to try some other things, you know, like I'll probably be keep making stuff, but I think that trying to get into this art world is just, it was just, um, I felt like I was bashing my head against a wall. You know, it was just, I wasn't going anywhere. And and then around that time, I uh, had a, you know, very small Instagram following. 
you know, maybe a couple hundred people that I knew personally, you know, friends and family, like the way most people use their Instagram. And I made, I was doing these um, watercolor patterns that I was doing just for personal therapy, you know, it was kind of, there weren't, it wasn't art that I thought, oh, I'm definitely going to try to sell this or show this or use in support of a grant or, you know, try to get a solo show of this. I didn't consider it a body of work. I just considered it journaling kind of. So it was just like painting, repeating shapes in um, rainbow palette. And it, it was so therapeutic for me that I was like, I couldn't help myself almost. I had to do that, that work during that time. And I made a time-lapse video of one of those paintings and it went viral, even with my, you know, very small uh, Instagram following. So I did it again thinking, well, that must've been a fluke, you know, and the same thing happened. And then I just started posting a video every day of these time-lapse videos of me painting and my Instagram account exploded. And I, you know, I was getting, millions and then billions of views. I mean, it really, really went, you know, significantly viral. And then after that happened, you know, for a while, I was still, you know, thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll still be an artist. Like, okay, okay, fine. This is the universe telling me something. Right, right. This is the universe telling me something. Um, But it looked different, you know, and then I was realizing that was most, that what was most satisfying to me was hearing from people who we're having, I mean, I would there hear two things. One was that people would get like mini flow from watching my videos. Like they, there was a therapeutic effect that they would have like a healing and restorative, like mini yeah. meditation, yeah. you know, from watching my videos, which of course I was doing for healing and restoration, you know, just in a lo- longer sure. term, you know? And so that was, that was like really satisfying to me that, that my videos were like, not just entertaining, but also providing this kind of like soporific, you know, it was like people felt calmer after they'd watched them, you know? So I thought that was really cool. And then also the the second thing that I was hearing all the time was that people were saying, I've always wanted to paint and now I feel like I can, you know, I can, I'm watching your videos and I, I can do that too, you know? So, um, that was, and that was so, I mean, I've always had it, you know, kind of a, the heart of a teacher. I, you know, I taught at the college level and I did, I've done workshops for years and I love, you know, communicating with people. And, you know, like I, if I meet someone and they have any question about social media or art, I will be life coaching them within 20 minutes. You know, like, <laughs> I will be like, okay, let's sit down and talk about what, what's your question? Hashtag. All right, let's go. You know, so that's just a part of how I'm wired. So I, you know, I was loving to help people who had never painted before um, start painting, you know, just, just like kind of tutorial style, like, okay, here's what you do. So I got a chance to write a book, which was all about coaching people on um, just practical art stuff, you know, like beginner, beginner materials and that sort of thing. And then, um, and so then things were slowly pivoting where I was like, I am now, um, I'm pr- providing an, I'm an inspirational source for people right. to create, to, to follow their own creative path. And that was really um, exciting to me, it was, but it was a change, you know, because it was like, well, I kind of gave up on the fine art world and now I'm like the Martha Stewart of art yes. or something, you know, like kind of, I'm a Bob Ross character almost, you know, it was this interesting, <laughs> I did not anticipate that and I wouldn't have necessarily picked it you know but that was what was happening and so 
Um, and then as that, that kind of um, slowly uh, changed sort of my heart about what, what I'm like, kind of my awareness of my calling. And so I, as that, you know, this is over the course of several years, of course, um, I, I ended up, um, you know, making a watercolor course, you know, like a course that people could buy. And that was, you know, really successful. This is last year. And then I started really, you know, connecting with a lot of my followers. And I was realizing, you know, that so many people, I mean, there's plenty of people that just do art as a casual hobby, you know, just like just for fun, you know, they don't, they don't ever plan to show it or sell it. But there's a lot of people, especially in this day and age, that have a creative thing that they do and they're wondering like, can I sell this somewhere? Like, is there a way, you know, and there is, there's not a lot of, um, there's not, there's a gap in the market as far as helping people, you know, to get to like, what, what do I do? Where do I even start if I want to sell my art or, you know, approach social media as a business rather than, you know, just a casual thing. So then I've started to, slowly hold on my daughter is interrupting hey Gigi now no you absolutely may not put that down and do not interrupt me again please I'll be done in a few minutes she's asking for candy (laughs) no (laughs) I apologize for that no it's fine I can edit it out okay so I was finding that uh, a lot of the people that I, that I was connecting with were asking for more details, you know, like, how do you do social media and how, where should I, should I, what should I, you, should I use my website to sell or should I use that? Say, you know, and I have so much information about, I mean, now I've had, you know, most of my entire adult life, I've either been selling in the brick and mortar world or I've been online right. uh, to, you know, varying degrees of success. And then I also have, um, you know, tons of people in my life that are that are you know thriving or not thriving in a creative career and so I just have seen so much and now I really want to provide resources for people you know to figure out like what are the best ways to move forward as a creative if you want to either have a side hustle or you know maybe you're expanding your current side hustle and you know you want to go full-time and um and that's real exciting to me right now yeah and you're really good at it you really speak in a way that feels accessible and like oh I can try this or if she can do this I can do this and that was really what resonated with me and why I wanted to talk to you on Makers of Minnesota because I think Sometimes what we start out to do isn't necessarily what our gift is, but we end up kind of putting it all together and that's a gift. And content creation is a gift. I mean, it's hard for a lot of people to generate and produce the content that gets pairs of eyes interested. And you seem to have done that um, very handily. So congratulations. I thought your Instagram site is where I saw you first and it's just Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. A real blast. So if you were going to give, um, we're in a unique time here where everyone is cloistered in their homes. We Mm -hmm. are going to have a societal shift that we don't know yet, I think. Yep. Um, We are already all online, but I think people are going to try to crave more interconnectivity. And I do think like going to websites and uh, email marketing and some of those what would maybe seem old fashioned ways might become really important 
if especially with makers, you know, you're maybe not able to get out there and have the whole sales and distribution effort right now. So you can sell products on your website, right? Yes. And I, you know, it's still early days to see what, what kind of um, shrapnel we're going to be dealing with from this, like this huge thing. It's like really massive. And I know a lot of artists and creatives that they had, you know, four side gigs and all of them got canceled, you know, like they've got nothing, you know? And, um, and I, I, um, and I feel so, uh, fortunate and thank grateful because I sent out an email to my email list offering, I have this, you know, watercolor for rebels course that I mentioned earlier. And I, you know, I didn't really know if that was something that people would want to be buying right now. And I almost felt weird about trying to sell it, you know, but I was like, Hey, I've got this thing, you know, if you're home and you're looking for something to do, you know, like you might, you know, I did a sale on it and, um, and uh, you know, the orders were astronomical and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So this email thing, (laughs) like the fact that I've been working on this email list, you know, for two years is now putting me in a position when this, this huge sea change is happening to not be um, in a dire financial position, you know, which is like, like I said, I'm very, very grateful. And I have so much compassion for all the folks that aren't in a great financial position because I was there. I mean, I waited tables and made art for most of my adult life, you know? So just, you know, five years ago, I would have been like, Oh no, (laughs) like I can't, you know, I'm not going to survive. And so, um, so what that what that says to me is that I think a lot of people and especially artists that maybe have been resisting, you know, being more uh, active on social media will now realize how essential it is and how powerful. and start and how powerful and and maybe start to you know look, reach out for those resources that I'm in the process of um, generating, you know, like I'm building a course right now for for creatives. I'm doing a lot of you know, research and like personal calls with people that to kind of like just understand where people are at and what their pain points are, the creatives, you know. So I've talked to musicians and I've talked to writers. So there's, like I said, it's a real big bucket. And I'm, you know, in the process of developing a membership. And this stuff will take a couple months, you know, before I roll it out. But um, I think there's a real need for it. And it's a real value that I can bring, you know, because I've been doing it for, you know, a while now. You are amazing. I'm really, I love the creativity and the energy with which you're bringing to this pretty unique problem that we're all facing, right? And yes, yeah. I, for me, it's, it goes in waves, right? Sometimes it feels so overwhelming. I just can't really give anymore because I feel like I'm absorbing so much pain and so yeah. much anxiety mm-hmm. and uncertainty. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. I kind of wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, okay, I can be the giver today. It, it feels mm, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm sort of cycling through my own waves of anxiety and fear. And then I marshal my forces the next day and I can do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's going to take just a village, right? Because you're not going to have it every day, every minute. But some people just, it, they ooze positivity. They're the people that are automatically thinking about if something's broken, how to fix it. And it takes yeah. all of us to make that work, right? Sometimes it just takes the self-reflection. Other times it takes the doers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and we all need a guide. You know, I think that is something that I'm learning. Uh, I probably would have resisted hiring a coach or someone to like walk me through different business things or entrepreneurial things that I didn't know about. But the further along I get, the more coaches I want. Isn't that <laughs> like, true? Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do social media for someone who's a personal coach and a business coach. And it's really interesting how a business coach or personal or life coach, whatever you want to call it, how they can just help you like clarify your thoughts and create yes. actionable steps that keep moving yep. you forward when you get stuck. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Can you think mm-hmm. of an example that you'd be willing to share um, that would be like a concrete example of how someone got you to the other side of something? Um, let's see. Let me think about that for a second. Um, I, I have, I've used a lot of, a lot of different coaches, either, um, you know, like I just bought B school with Marie Forleo. So some of your, you know, some of your folks might know about that. It's an expensive course. Um, and of course it's not one-on-one, uh, but it's, it's really, really great material. And she acts as that kind of mentor coach, not, you know, obviously I'm not having personal calls with her, although that'd be awesome, but you know, (laughs) you're not above it. No, right. I'm not, right. I'm not above it. If she wanted to talk to me, I'd certainly be willing to. But anyway, that so that's been really helpful um, just to like add some underlining in a lot of the things that I've been thinking about and, you know, kind of new ways to approach it. So that, you know, that was like something, I, you know, the course is quite expensive and I would never have considered it, you know, just because it's like, well, I, there's so much free stuff out there. I can, you know, and yeah. now I'm like, no, this actually, it does have real value. Um and so that, so then that's been helpful. Uh, and then I've had, you know, I, I work with this, um, lady in town here who does coaching for, for people. And we, you know, we have calls maybe once a month or so, and, uh, she's quite intuitive and she really is gifted at like, um, really like you're saying, getting to the heart of the matter. And she's not really a business coach per se, um, but she, you know, she can kind of, you know, work with people wherever they're at. And she's been, you know, really great um, because they're, you know, I'm, I'm in the woods, you know, like I'm in the woods and I'm trying to figure out where I'm going. And I, and I know one thing that I've really been learning is that though, you know, having coaches and mentors and looking at people like that are far ahead of me, like Marie Forleo, who is, you know, just a brilliant um business coach, mentor, all those things. Uh, I can't do it the way she did it. And it, I wouldn't want to because right. it's all, it's like personality driven. So it's like, I can look at her model, but then I need to find my own, my own way through uh, with my own unique talents and my own niche and my own voice. And it's really, I feel like the the big, the thing that has been on my mind a lot the last six months is that um, what is essential in this sea of voices on social media is to come to the table with our personality with our your each person each individual person's personality because there's a million business coaches and there's probably a lot of creative business coaches and there's more emerging all the time because there's a hole in the market for that uh, but the, i don't consider them to be um competition because it's all about the voice. There's plenty of people, even like Marie Forleo, that uh, have really great information, but I'm not really interested in 
them because they don't speak my language or something. It's like, it's not because they're not any good. It's because they're not my people, you know? So what I'm, my, what I'm seeking right now is to find my people. You know, they're the ones that, you know, when I, when I'm giving my, you know, my IGTV chats and my YouTube chats, that they're the ones that are like, I don't even want to sell my art, but I love listening to you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the authenticity. The authenticity. Yep. And you Mm -hmm, can't, people mm -hmm. talk about that word a lot and it's getting thrown around a lot more, Yeah, but you know, it, you either have it or you don't. So if that's not your strength or not your gift, then maybe create or move your channels into a different direction. But if you do have it, people will just watch you talk about anything because you're like friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's really interesting. Well, I'm anxious to see where you go with all this. Um, JosieLewisArt.com is where people can find the watercolor kits, I'm assuming. It's uh, Josie, just Josie Lewis, JosieLewis.com. Great. And then I have, you know, like, especially my art, art business stuff. I have like a membership that I'm developing and it's currently on a wait list, but you know, I invite people to, to sign up and you know, they'll be hearing from me soon. All right. And what we'll do is we'll put links to all this information. So it's handy in the notes for the podcast. Josie, thank you so much for being my guest today. And for hanging out with me while we technically move forward into the new sphere of podcasting and broadcasting from home, right? Yes. I really appreciate it. Say hi to that little Gigi bug for me and have a great day. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.